Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, how can any one of you with a case against another dare to bring it to the unjust for judgment instead of to the holy ones? Do you not know that the holy ones will judge the world? If the world is to be judged by you, are you unqualified for the lowest law courts? Do you not know that we will all judge angels? Then why not everyday matters? If therefore you have courts for everyday matters, do you seat as judges people of no standing in the church? I say this to shame you. Can it be that there is not one among you wise enough to be able to settle a case between brothers? But rather, brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now indeed, then, it is in any case a failure on your part that you have lawsuits against one another. Why not rather put up with injustice? Why not rather let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you inflict injustice and cheat, and this to brothers. Do you not know that the unjust will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor boy prostitutes, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor robbers will inherit the kingdom of God. This is what some of you used to be. But now you have had yourselves washed, and you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord takes delight in His people. The Lord takes delight in His people. Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their Maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their King. The Lord takes delight in His people. Let them praise His name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to Him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves His people, and He adorns the lowly with victory. The Lord takes delight in His people. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them shout for joy upon their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all His faithful. Alleluia. The Lord takes delight in His people. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and He spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon who was called a zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot who became a traitor. 
And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, God changes us. The God in whom we believe transforms us. He does not allow us to remain the same as when He found us he loves us as we are. We often hear people say that. Some say it as a way to make a, 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 an excuse to stay the way they are. No, He loves us the way they are because He loves us always. He loves us as we are. But He loves us too much to leave us as we are. He changes us. Now when we say He changes us, we have to understand that He changes us into people who are more like Him, each of us according to our own distinct personality and vocation, of course. But God has an objective nature. He is truth, not falsehood. He is life, not death. He is justice, not injustice. He is what He is. And when He changes us, it's to make us more like He is. Not something else or what we think we might want. So there's an objective standard, in other words, an objective goal to which he is drawing the community. All are welcome, but being welcome doesn't define what we are welcome to. We are welcome to join the community of his body, the church, but we don't get to say what that is. We're welcome, but we're welcome to be transformed. Some people use, again, this idea that all are welcome to justify doing whatever they want. And one has nothing to do with the other. He changes us. This is so clear in the readings. And the second point is that because he's changing us into who he is, an objective reality that we're capable of knowing, and distinguishing, judging between good and evil, we have to go to the source to make that happen. And Jesus sends people to announce that, to give us the truth, and to give us the means of grace by which we change. He has established His church to give us these sacraments, to give us this teaching, to give us these scriptures. The scriptures came about through the church. And this is why he sends apostles. Now the word apostle means one who is sent. In that sense, Jesus is the primary apostle, the one sent by the Father. He always spoke about the Father as the one who sent me. And I, in turn, send you. So apostle, one who is sent, why do they have to be sent? You see, if we just 
If our relationship with God is just something that we figure out, that we determine, we decide what's right for us, we create our own truth, we just have to be faithful to ourselves, not to the commandments or the gospel or the church, well then why does He have to send somebody? We already have ourselves. Jesus doesn't have to send somebody else if the truth about what pleases God and what's right and wrong is already here in our own mind and heart, why is he sending somebody? He sends somebody because there's a truth that has to be brought to us that we have to be taught, we have to be reminded of, and we also need means of grace for salvation that are not in us already. They're on the outside. Some people emphasize so much what's on the inside that they forget there's something on the outside that the ones who are sent in the name of Jesus are sent to bring us. That's why they look, they came to him. The great crowd, large numbers of people, this was not convenient for them. It wasn't like transportation like we have today. These crowds went out of their way to go to Jesus. Why? Because religion is not just about what we have in ourselves. He has come. He has been sent by the Father. He has sent the apostles. We need to go to them. That's why it's not enough to sit at home. You've got to go to church. Yes, you find God at the seashore, but He wants you to go to church. Because He has sent His apostles and their successors and their co-workers, the priests, to bring you the Word, the official teaching, and to bring you the sacraments. Above all, His body and blood in the Eucharist. So what happened here? A great crowd and a large number of people from all the surrounding region came, what? A, to hear Him, it says. Because He's giving the teaching for which He was sent his words are the very words of the Father. And then B, to be healed. He changes us, sets us free from our diseases. He healed them all. And look at what it also says. They wanted to touch him. It wasn't even enough that they heard him. They wanted to touch him. We need to want to touch him. And therefore we need to go from where we are to where he is. And he changes us. And that's why in the first reading, Paul can say, you know, you can't have in the kingdom of God, and then he lists, again, remember I told you, it's an objective standard. We don't invent what's right and wrong. It's an objective standard. So Paul tells us some of those objective standards. What's not permitted in the kingdom of God? Idolaters, adulterers, boy prostitutes, sodomites, thieves, greedy, drunkards, slanders, robbers. But then Paul says, he changes us. You were, you used to be some of these people, and now you're washed, sanctified, and justified. Not in your own name, but in the name of Jesus Christ and the Spirit, who are sent. He changes us. He transforms us. Let's not think religion is a do-it-yourself thing. It's not a Chinese menu. It's not a, you know, you get some of these restaurants, you know, make your own pasta, you know, you choose on the list, make your own burger, you know. 
There is a lot of room for creativity in religion. But we don't invent the commandments, we don't invent the doctrines, nor do we edit them. Come to understand them better, yes. Come to articulate them better, yes. Come to live them better, of course. We're being renewed every day. But in that same direction and according to a truth that we did not create, we received it from the one who was sent, Jesus Christ, and the ones whom he sent, the apostles and their successors, the official teachers within the church, and the bestowers of these great sacraments of grace, by which we are changed. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.